All right, guys, this year for New Year's, I'd like to record a double episode on making 2019 a great year. And the first episode is going to be a shorter one on New Year's resolutions, which perhaps you can tune into until midnight rolls around and when you might want to set your goals for 2019. And then the second one might be a bit of a longer one where I go over the biggest lessons learned in 2018 and also the changes that I'd like to make in 2019. So if this sounds good, then uh, let's get into it. So, you know, half of the articles and videos you see about resolutions are all about how to set the best resolutions and how to make your upcoming year the best year ever. And the other half of the articles and videos will be about why resolutions are stupid and why are people so delusional to think that anything will magically change just because it's a new year according to the Gregorian calendar. And this division in the content you see here is understandable because having a contrarian stance is often something that pays off. So in this case, I will try to be unique here and take a contrarian stance on being contrarian. So here is the deal about making resolutions and setting goals for the new year as I see it. Uh, I think one fact is that for most of us, new beginnings, uh, such as the beginning of the week or the month or the year or maybe moving to a new place, are always exciting. And they provide us with a sense of having a new opportunity to start again. And the other fact is that improving things when everything is stagnant and you have little momentum is very tough. And these two facts make it so that at the beginning of a new period, it's psychologically easier to commit to something new. So do I agree that waiting for some special date like New Year's Eve is silly and you should just make a change when there is something to be fixed? Yeah, in principle, I do. But in reality, I think you should start where you can start. So ideally, start right away. But if you can summon the motivation, then maybe start the next hour. And if you can't do that, then start the next day. If you can't do that either, start next Monday if you can do that, then maybe next month. And hey, like if you screwed around for an entire year, then maybe try January 1st. So I'd like to legitimize New Year's resolutions here as a start. Now, let's talk about what, in my opinion, goes wrong with New Year's resolutions. And in a general sense, I would say that the biggest issue is and what is the reason behind most people failing their New Year's resolutions is not thinking strategically, not planning for the long term, and instead engaging in what I would call a dopamine binge, where we go, I'm going to do this and this, and really firing ourselves up and making ourselves really excited. And this sort of self-talk is usually really only enough to allow us to party well and with no guilt on New Year's Eve. And more specifically, uh, there are two mistakes that's easy to fall for. And I sure as hell have done both of these. Uh, the first one is setting arbitrary goals instead of committing to processes. So to give you an example, I set goals a couple of years ago, like this year, I'm going to sell my first product. And it's like, why? <laughs> why that goal? Why that year? Nobody knows. Was I anywhere ready for that? No. Uh, did I have any kind of customer base to whom I could sell anything? No, it was just a thing I said because I somehow arbitrarily decided that it was about time that I did something like that. And I thought that just by setting that goal, I would somehow figure out how to do that as I go. Um, similar goals were things like, I'm going to 
stay between X and Y percentage of body fat. And again, why? Why those numbers? Nobody knows. Did I have any idea how I would feel and how it would serve my training performance and well-being to be between that body fat zone year-round? No. So setting these arbitrary goals with little respect to the actual process is erroneous, at least, or rather silly. But on top of that, uh, hyper-focusing on the goals like this is problematic because you make yourself too vulnerable for feeling like a failure, and you have very little margin of error when it comes to succeeding. Because it's fine and dandy to say, okay, I'm going to squat four plates this year, but what if you get injured in the meantime? Then are you a failure for not achieving your goal? No, it's just factors that are at least somewhat besides your control got in your way. Now, many people will realize that it's better to commit to certain actions and the process as opposed to specific goals, but then comes the other big issue, which probably most of you are familiar with, which is committing to an action plan that is simply unreasonable and unrealistic. I call this post-motivational seminar syndrome, where someone gets fired up and commits to a complete overhaul of their lifestyle and daily habits, you know, like the guy who didn't read anything until then and now will try to read a book to a book and a half a week, or someone who slept in every day and started their days like a zombie will now start each morning with a cold shower and a 10-minute meditative practice, or someone who never worked out so far will now start with six days in the gym and... I will be completely honest with you, I'm more prone to this than anyone else. I commit to some unreasonable amount of uh, commitment to some change at least twice a year. And most of this comes from a sense of urgency and the thought process that I wasted so much time up until now not doing things the right way that I just don't have time to mess around with small changes anymore because I will just get left behind and my losses will be unfixable at some point. But the problem is that these crazy commitments to huge changes only last until your motivational state is really high. I think that probably behavior change and motivation slash enthusiasm follows sort of a curve where initially your level of enthusiasm is really high and uh, tough habit seems like fun because you're enjoying the process of trying to change yourself. Then over time, as you're still committing yourself to the habit, but you're not seeing results yet, the habit starts becoming a little bit annoying, but you're pushing through because you're still enthusiastic. Then there's that muddy middle zone where your enthusiasm kind of falls and the habit is still really hard because it's not yet at the point where it became automatic and you can just do it mindlessly and you also haven't done long enough to reap the benefits of it yet and then this ratio gets worse and worse for a while until you reach the point where your new habit is nothing more than an annoying chore because your initial enthusiasm has died off completely and it's still pretty tough to do it day to day and this is where most people quit i guess so in summary so far uh, committing to arbitrary goals and committing to unreasonably huge behavioral changes are both straight paths many times to failure. So what is the solution then? Well, in my opinion, the best way to get around this, and uh, this is what I'm going to commit to this year, and this is what I'm recommending to you as well, is setting out to commit to small, realistic habit changes. And as a side note, this is something that uh, James Clear wrote about extensively in his new book, Atomic Habits, which I'm sure a lot of you have read. If not, I would make that the next book you read right now. And I would also recommend listening to his latest podcast interviews that he has done. But what you want to do is identify some areas of your life where you'd like to improve 
and commit to really tiny daily changes in those areas. So for example, if you're not reading right now, uh, commit to read two pages a day. If you're a pretty pessimistic person, uh, then commit to writing down one good thing that happened each day before bed. And perhaps for someone like me, who has a really hard time not committing to really huge changes all the time, the biggest resolution of all is not to set overly ambitious goals out of fear and with a sense of urgency. I know that some self-help books put the act of setting really massive goals on a pedestal, and it might work for some people, but for me personally, they just led me down the path of disappointment and being frustrated with myself, and as Stephen Geis says in his book, Mini Habits, fighting against my own brain for years. So if you're like me, I'd recommend making the resolution that 2019 will be the year of commitments to small habits instead of drastic changes. And I would recommend not overthinking this too much and trying to overanalyze which habits you're going to try to adopt this year, but instead just keep this in mind for the upcoming year that you won't let a sense of urgency or fear get the better of you and keep being committed to small changes. So uh, with that... Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I hope 2019 will be an awesome year. And I hope to see you around for a lot of good stuff that's coming on this podcast and this YouTube channel, depending on where you're tuning into this. And yeah, have fun partying and wish you a hangover free waking up the next morning. All right, see ya.